Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and I would like to wish those who have began their fast today, Ramadan Mubarak, a blessed Ramadan. Pray that this month, month is uh, full of healing and God's mercy uh, for you uh, and, and for all of us. And um, I want to remind you that we are a live daily calling talk radio program. We'll still keep it moving uh, from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central every day. Coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. And you can, if you are just joining us for the first time, you can check out our previous episodes by going to uh, wherever you get your podcast. If you go to SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. And you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You will find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And if you've got a, a point you'd like to make, a question, you can uh, you can either get at us on social media or you can go old school and just give us a call. You can give us a call at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. Now, before we get into our uh, tonight's topic, <clears throat> um, I want to recognize something that is I think that is quite uh, important. Today is the um, International Day of Living Together in Peace. Uh, and this is the product of a lot of, of conversation, a lot of activism, a lot of people who are, who are looking at the future of the human family and realize that we only have a family, we only have a future if we have that future together. Uh, there's not going to be one where uh, where we are off in separate corners, uh, we can't dial back, uh, you know, we can't dial back the clock. We are where we are today. So today is the international, this is the first time it's being celebrated. It's the International Day of Living Together in Peace. And you can actually, you can go to the uh, to un.org uh, and see and read the, the full resolution for yourself. But it speaks to, well, it speaks specifically and directly to issues um, to where we are trying to move ourselves uh, as, a, as a human family. So once again, today is the first time it is being celebrated, International Day of Living Together in Peace. And I urge you to go to the, as a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and share that on our, our Facebook page. Uh, but you can go to un.org and read that for yourself. So that being said, um, what we're going to actually get into is really not not very peaceful at all. Um, we are going to be uh, examining some of the similarities between the Jim Crow South and Palestine, or modern or modern day Israel, I should say, uh, and and a lot of things and a lot of the offshoots from that. And I'm really happy to have uh, joining me today uh, someone who I consider. Uh, a mentor, and many of you are going to recognize him as I say his name, Imam Frederick uh, Uh He's a longtime host and contributor to Radio Islam. Um, I can't remember which day he held down, but um, he was, you know, he was he was on the mic and and, and bringing it to you. Um, he's a former supervisory chaplain with the Federal Bureau of Prisons. He's also co-authored a question of faith for Muslim inmates uh, with his better half, the esteemed scholar Dr. Amina McLeod. And uh, we are pleased to have him on the line joining us. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah wa Ramadan Mubarak for those who are celebrating it now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ramadan Mubarak. Absolutely. Um, 
So as as I'm as I'm looking, and I thought it was it was a bit of a contrast because uh, I opened up recognizing that today is the first time that this International Day of Living Together in Peace is being celebrated, while uh, you know coming through the UN, but also looking at the the stark contrast uh, that is presented to us in around the world, but most notice most noticeably uh, right now center stage, we're looking at uh, what is the violence that is that is being pushed towards um, the uh, Palestinians uh, by Israeli defense forces. And I could not help but think about the similarities between the Jim Crow South, uh, Alabama, Selma in particular, and, and Palestine. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on what we're seeing right now? Well, first of all, I, I'm talking to you from the basement of a the beautiful home that my wife, Doctor, who is now known as Doctor Amin Al Dean, yes sir, yes, has sir. established, and um, she's gotten it ready. She and her housekeeping staff have gotten it ready for Ramadan with a little bit of help from me. And I just want to say that I, as well as all the husbands and and fathers, must be very grateful and be sure to express our gratitude to our wives and daughters for the work that they have done to get the household ready for this most blessed of months. Absolutely. What, what I hear um, going on in um, uh, occupied Palestine in the state of Israel uh, seems to me to um, demand that we recall those ayat of Quran that bring us to the one popularly known Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Ramadan is the month in which was sent down the Quran as a guide to humanity. Mm-hmm. And in and Surah Tulbaqarah, Ayat 181, we see that this Surah, this Ayat concerning Ramadan, comes after a reminder that we must be just. And if a pact has been made and agreed upon, that all parties to that pact are to be um, fidelis, have um, trust and support of it. Mm-hmm. And if anybody tries to change the pact, that the um, the the aggressor, the, the one who does that, the corrupter, has to be confronted and reminded that actions and words will be seen again on Judgment Day. Right, right. The um, story of what's going on in, in that part of the world mm-hmm. talks loudly about this whole concept that we've heard talk, spoken of in, in terrorism, and that is radicalizing speech. Mm. And what radicalizing speech, in this particular sense, is in this concept of Ardul Kudusun, or holy lands, with exclusive property rights to a particular tribe or group. And every religion has them. The Jews have Israel, that they claim God them gave them uniquely over all other people. The Catholics have the Vatican. Non-Catholics can't live in the Vatican, where some Palestinians and Arab Christians can live in Israel. Mm-hmm. And non-Muslims cannot live in Mecca. And the, the one of the upshots of this kind of language Holy Land, etc., mm-hmm. is radicalization when it is not properly understood. I don't find the words Holy Quran and uh, um, Holy Land in the Quran 
but I've come to understand that the word, the phrase, Ardu Kudusun, or Holy Land, means a place where a seeking people, a refugee people, if you will, or an immigrant people, can go to settle down and living in harmony with the people who may already be there, find prosperity. What I see happening in occupied Palestine and the state of Israel is that there is no just, there's a, uh, a lack of justice, there's radicalizing speech, mm-hmm. and people have been deprived of their uh, property and rights. Mm-hmm. And until that situation is addressed mm-hmm. by um, competent people, the situation is not going to change. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to these competent people in such situations as Ulul Amr and Ulul Bab, those who know how to administer processes, and those who know the Ulul Bab, those who know how uh, things are to be done. Allah tells us in the story of Musa, alayhi salam, how, to, how immigrant people, immigrating people should go into lands occupied by somebody else already. You should be um, courteous. Mm-hmm. You should humble. not be overbearing. Mm-hmm. You should join in the common values, and you should try to live there to the best of your ability, causing no harm. So what I see is a situation wherein justice is not being sought, and incompetent people are in place in places of decision-making so that the road to justice is made even more difficult. You know what? So I, I opened up with... Um alluding to that there is a similarity at least one that that i see between uh between the jim crow south the nonviolent uh protest that were uh, engaged in by african african americans looking for the rights of citizenship for full citizenship and the uh the the, the protest the demonstrations that are taking place right now that are being falsely uh, uh categorized or attributed to uh, agitation by Hamas or uh, or some other uh, external uh, factor and not being not being connected to the uh, to, to what it is which is has always been about this the right of return for uh, probably the most displaced um, people uh, that we have uh, on the planet at this point and just in as far as sheer numbers are concerned um, but to your point about being able to go into a space uh, as an immigrant or having a space that is open to those who are seeking security, seeking safety uh, and prosperity, which is something that as Muslims, we automatically, I think we gravitate toward. We we realize that we were the beneficiaries uh, at at a time of a, when we went to Abyssinia, uh, to the- uh, I'm sorry, you're fading out. Okay, so I was saying when we went to the uh, to the Negus, when the um, when the Muslims were being persecuted and they had to leave, and they found sanctuary with the Christian king, uh, Christian ruler, the Negus, yes, yes. Now that's not something uh, that's not something that it, that exists today. So what I was what I was originally thinking about was how uh, March seventh, sixty five, when. Uh, over, you know, 500 folks, many people, you know, they saw the movie Selma, for those who may not, may not have been aware of it prior to the, you know, the, the, the cinematic version of it, uh, where you had hundreds of nonviolent African-American protesters uh, who were looking to make this 
this over 50 mile uh, journey to the state capitol. And they were met at um, uh, after crossing Edmund uh, Pettus Bridge. They were met by actors, by agents of the state, Alabama state troopers uh, and vigilantes who who attacked them, who brutalized them. And it didn't work. You know, they, they didn't make it at that point, but they did make it later on. Uh, like what like two weeks later uh when dr king had joined it but at that point they had uh the, the president had ordered out federal um they had national guard they had protection to make sure that they made it and i'm saying all of that to say this that there was intercession even you know at a higher level than the state because the governor you know wallace didn't want him to make it he you know he was very clear about that and supported the actions of um, of those people acting on behalf of the state, but there was a higher, um, there was a higher authority, a higher, higher uh, power, you know, with the president and federal intervention. There is no, there is no intervention that has taken taken place when we have what was supposed to be a nonviolent um, protest, a request for what is internationally. Um, permissible and, and guaranteed under international law this right of return and has been denied there's been no inter interference there's been nobody who has stepped in uh, most notably of course the United States to to say that uh, the response was was, was criminal um, it, was, it was absolutely criminal so how how do we get to the point where we have who is going to intervene you know, how do we develop the type of, uh, how do we assert pressure where there is there is some type of, uh, there's an intervention on behalf of those who are being brutalized? One of the, ther- the, in response to your question, one of the terms I have come to appreciate mm-hmm. is sovereignty and, and, and in like manner, the term royal authority that Ibn Khaldun talks about in his Muqaddama. Mm-hmm. And both terms, I'm not talking about the sovereignty movement that, um, some not- notable people have been involved with where they're attacking the United States government while they live as citizens in the country. But I'm talking about the ability of a people, tribes, families, what have you, to live life according to their good intentions, words, and deeds, and where people obstruct that or block that or harm them as they try to pursue life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. They have the wherewithal to defend themselves and push back against the uh, aggressors. Any people who are in a situation where they are being slaughtered, as seems to be the case for the Palestinians, and has also happened with some Israeli citizens, but much smaller scale, still wrong. Mm -hmm. Any people who are beset by an oppressor, have the right to defend themselves. Israel has a right to defend itself. The Palestinians have a right to the land and a right to defend themselves. And they have been aggressed upon because when the Natfa occurred, when Israel was established, the question that a very unpopular Iranian president, Ahmadinejad, asked um, is, if the Germans conducted the Holocaust against the Jews and others, why are the Palestinians paying for it? Exactly. Similarly, on the south side of Chicago and in other places in the United States, in major cities, mm-hmm. 
people who are being oppressed by law enforcement officials in some instances or by their ignorance of how to run their own lives have to be responsible and accountable to, to find competent leaders who can move them towards what Ibn Khaldun refers to as royal authority. Um, if you don't have competent, knowledgeable leaders who understand the narratives of the Torah, the Injil, and the Quran, etc., mm-hmm. you have what we see now, social destruction and radicalization. Mm. Now, you mentioned the, um, you mentioned the, 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 the Jews, and uh, I'm going to bring this point in that was um, texted. I don't know if she wants me to put a name out there, but I'm going to bring her point up. And um, with regard to them, everybody is fully aware. It's, it's difficult to be in, in a public school today where you are not taught about the Holocaust. If, you, if you're not taught about any other, um, any other atrocity, that is probably the one atrocity uh, in, in human history, I think that is that is uh, that is shared, uh, that is that is taught. And the point is, is how can the the Jews do to the Palestinians what was done to them? And in doing so, there is a there is a claim or an assertion that they are the the only humans or the only the only ones who are deserving of uh, who are deserving of protection. Uh, that is a you know, I think that's a problem that that should be glaring for anybody who was uh, observing the present day, and then also aware of uh, of that history, where they themselves were victimized. Well, I, I we're looking. You know, one of the criticisms I have of the civil rights movement is that it depends so much on the good conscience of the um, who they see are the oppressors, yeah. uh, European Americans or quote white people unquote. If people show over time that not as a group, but for the most part, their conscience is not going to give you what you want to do right by you, what you have to do is understand that the burden of self-progress and development relies with the oppressed group. African Americans in this country, I forget the name of the young man on MSNBC who's written a book that talks about the fact that African-Americans on the south side of Chicago, for example, represent a colony. Mm. A colony of people who are living surrounded by unemployment, hopelessness, and incompetency in leadership. And um, much like the people in, in Syria and the people in um, the Palestine and, and Gaza, which I understand is operated like a maximum security prison. And the situation in Gaza needs to be investigated which is the reason why I contacted Senator Durbin's office yesterday mm-hmm. and Congressman Danny K. Davis and asked them to use their power, their, their influence, and their sense of morality and justice to have an investigation of see, to see what's going on uh, with the people of uh, the Palestinians living in Gaza and what's going on with the people in, of Israel, making sure that they're also safe. You know what? Unlike, unlike the violence that was that was caught on camera and transmitted homes across the nation uh, that put, I'm generalizing, but that put uh, uh, white America um, on, it, it put them in a, in a state of shock to see these things playing out in front of them, to see, um, to see 
nonviolent people being beaten to see fire hoses turned on folks and police dogs and all this type of brutality uh, that pushed them to make to make at the very least uh, changes that in appearance, if nothing else. What we see today, there's a quite there's quite a quite a difference now because these things are still on camera. Um, but there does not seem there's no there's no apology. There's no shame. There is there's no discomfort. There is only a justification uh, in the action. So to to your point. Yeah, that is. I, I also I believe that that is also a flaw uh, to wait uh, for the good conscience of, of people who have victimized you to all of a sudden to, to, to think that they're going to turn the corner. Um, I think it was seeing it. It was it was seeing the, the deed out in the open. But I think we're in a much different space now because the deeds are being seen. But there it does not seem to matter. There's no, there's no outrage. That, that's because television, televised events in the West are not news, they're entertainment. And we've gotten, we've gotten um, complacent, jaded. I mean, we have scores of people murdered in Las Vegas and in various schools across the country, Columbine and others. Mm. And because the victim's mutilization is so horrific. All we do is talk about it and keep, it and keep the events pleasant from a standpoint of you don't get to see the blood and gore. Mm-hmm. We are, have become jaded. And when we see Palestinians being shot, having been shot, and drones dropping tear gas on them, or if we see uh, the photographs of American-guided missiles blowing up wedding parties in parts of the, of the uh, Af- Afghanistan or Iraq. These are not people being killed. This is entertainment because the people have become jaded because you don't, you're not there. We're not there. We're here. We don't smell the blood, the flesh burning. We don't see the devastation. We don't feel the blast of the explosion. So, yes, we see it, but it really doesn't matter because it's not real. But what about when... There have been, uh, there's been a loss of life to, uh, due to terrorist attacks uh, in, uh, in the UK or France, and then there's, out, there's an outpouring of pray for this particular, particular group, pray for France, pray for uh, London, or pray for whoever it is. And this, this makes me think about, uh, I saw a text, for, uh, not a text, a tweet from um, Khaled uh, Beydoun, and his question was, when will there be, when will when will see a hashtag pray for Gaza? I don't think it's so much that we are jaded. I think it is that this is a clear indication that there's only certain lives that we are willing to pause for. Uh, that's a part of being jaded. You don't see the humanity of everybody. And again, what drives that is you buy into the narrative that Jews are owed that land over there. How big, how much? As big as it can get. It's their holy land. Christians buy into it. Matter of fact, there are Christian evangelicals over there now mm-hmm. ginning up public reaction and raising funds, hoping that more the violence will become more widespread, thinking that they can force the hand of God and bring Jesus back 
to rule the world. Mm. And when you have that kind of mix, the, uh, the last time we had something like that was when Hitler um, appeared, and the whole world had to rise up to, to stop him. Yeah, and 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 a lot, and we, the United States in particular, was one of those nations that turned their back on those uh, refugees that that were seeking to, that they were looking for, for 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 safety, and and we turned the ship away, and and we we know what end they most likely met. Um, and this other point that was brought up that uh, that says that the the Jewish people screamed for intervention, and they laid a guilt trip on everybody but what happens to what happens to, to blacks what happens to uh those who are a, a colony and these that if we're talking about a colony on the south side of chicago then we've got them on the west side we've got them interspersed uh throughout uh united states and exactly. our, our urban cities uh but what and and that oppression is normalized to the point where it does not make the news um but this when you see people being shot and you hear the uh, you hear reports that snipers are being told to or they are intentionally aiming for lower extremities so that uh, so that the person and they use in particular uh, rounds so that the individual nine times out of ten or the majority of the time is going to lose that limb. They what nine times ten what nine times out of ten or the majority of the time I don't want to be too specific but they're going to lose that limb. Well, that's what the that's what the AR-15 does. The black rifle that we use in Vietnam, it was designed a 7.62 round to when it hits the target to spin mm-hmm. from its normal rotation, and by spinning, it it leaves a gaping wound and tears up, makes massive tears in tissue and breaks bones. It's no different from the weapons that our troops carry right now. And and that takes us back to when we have these pictures of suffering that. Do, that are not wrapped in white skin, um, that that suffering is ignored? Well, you know, that's because the people who are suffering are weak. And as long as they stay weak, when you have lambs, wolves are going to come to the slaughter until the, until the lambs get a shepherd that can handle the situation for them. Mm. Mm. Well, what I'm hoping... Well, I'm not going to get into my hopes, but, um, yeah, I will. I think this is a time to be hopeful. They are not in a position, military. Uh, this is not, I mean, when they, they use words like there's, it's a war uh, that is coming. It is not a, it is not a war. Uh, we're being set up to view the extinction of a people or the uh, the, the cleansing. You know, they, that's what we're being... Uh, set up to see and the same intervention I think that's that's really the point that I I'm, want to push out is that the same intervention that we saw even if it was only it was a facade even if it was just a front but there was an intervention that allowed for a, a march at the very at the very least a march to take place from Selma to the uh, to the to the state you know capital uh, the state house or whatever and and that was done with the protection of those who had authority now there is no protection uh that is in place i don't know is is the weakness that that you're that you're referring to is that weakness on wh- whose weakness is that the victims like on the south side of chicago are weak mm-hmm. the um palestinians 
are weak. Um, they they were told that they had to have democratic elections. They did, and they elected Hamas as their representative. And several people in the West, countries in the West says that's not good enough. We don't like Hamas. Pick somebody else. Right. It's kind of the same thing we did in '68 when we um, disrupted the democratically elected government in Iran, mm-hmm. where we're about to go to war again. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. So weakness is. You don't have the knowledge of what your situation is. You don't have leaders to help you understand what the situation is. And you don't have people who understand the situation and how to apply tried and proven strategies that others have used to liberate themselves from oppression to help help you do it. And as long as that's the situation, and as long as you're told that you, that you follow Gandhi's example and and um, things will change. Mm-hmm. You, you have a long sludge ahead of you. Gandhi was in his own country, mm-hmm. and he could use the techniques he used because they were the majority and had a long, unified history. Even though they are a diverse people, African Americans are not like that, and therefore we have to try find leaders who have an understanding of that fact and find different ways to come to grips with what's happening in our country so that we can become strong, because we still are moral people and we still understand justice. Right. We just don't have a clue how to get there. And our mor- mor- morality is weak in that we don't have resources to apply the morality. And until we do that, people like people who are oppressed around the world will lose the benefit of our being powerful enough to intervene to cause the right things to happen whether it be in Iran, Iraq, Syria, Yemen, State of Israel, occupied Palestine. But isn't so much of our our present condition based on um, coalition building? And, and, and to, to that point, looking at, and I'm, I'm, this is a wonderful point that was just given to me, uh, to that point, the weakness of Muslim uh, communities or no, go even further uh, Muslim majority countries in that there is not a solidarity uh, that exists where they are able to come to the aid of um, to come to the aid of one another where their their objectives are determined for them you know the Muslims that you're talking about who form coalitions they don't exist hmm. Right now, the Muslims are too caught up in situations where they have tyrannical leaders, greedy leaders, leaders who are in the pockets of other uh, cultures. And don't forget that when the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, the night that he died, Mm -hmm. that community began to break down. And a schism occurred in it that still exists today. And in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the worst among the people who say they believe in the Quran and, uh, and follow the sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him, are those who call themselves the desert Arabs. So if that's what we can see and are seeing in, among them and others, mm-hmm. how is this coalition of the Muslims going to come about? I had a meeting one time when I was a chaplain in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, and we had all of the different representatives there. And a man from a, one religion, I won't go say which one it was, mm-hmm. he um, was talking about Muslims and their inactivity and their weakness. 
And he, and he says, do you know why that was? And we hadn't asked him the question, but we waited for his answer. He says, because they are not there. Who, who's not there? The Muslims aren't there. Mm. Where Allah says Muslims are supposed to be? Yeah. Standing up for justice? Defending the oppressed? Uh, educating society? Yes. Benefiting society? Mm-hmm. For the most part, we're not there. You mentioned something earlier. You said that you called your representatives. You called um, Durbin and... Um, Danny K. Davis. And Danny K. Davis. I also called the news media. Okay, so these are things, and, and, and they almost sound, I don't think, they get repeated a lot. We, we they talk do. about it's, it's a weakness, a form of weakness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had the intention. Then I spoke through language. Next thing I'll do is try to use my hand and change it in some other way. No, what I'm saying is that, that I think that in itself is... That that's exemplary of standing for what's right, promoting uh, the good, and 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 going against uh, that which is harmful to the social order. Um, but these are things that uh, because we're not there's not a there's not going to be a military makeover. Uh, there's not a, a a fight that the the fight now is is I think it's just in what you just what you just what you just mentioned calling uh reaching out writing you know using using our voices well let me let me say this yeah i was a uh operations officer in vietnam carrying uh taking care of convoy mm-hmm. escorts yeah and ma- making payments in places like Bantiet, where the plane that i was on couldn't stop rolling because it was being shelled and i had to hand out money on the run mm-hmm. and i can't make the statement you just made Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what the solution is going to be. I don't know that military actions aren't going to be what is called upon. I do know this, mm-hmm. and I believe that the words of the Quran are true. If an oppressor doesn't relent, yeah. Allah will bring about the change. Right. And that is something nobody wants to, to experience. But I'm not going to sit and that? wait for that to happen. Right. I'm going to do what I, what I can do within the law if I can, mm-hmm. to um, make sure that people are not oppressed. You know what? And let me expound a little bit. I'll say within our context, within, the, within a democratic uh, framework, that you should be able to use the, the tools of democracy to move uh, society, uh, influence society in, in, in the best, uh, best way, best direction. Now, outside of that, outside of a democratic um, uh, society, well, that, 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 that's a different reality. Well, democracy is something that we talk about, mm-hmm. but it comes to be defined according to what people who are in the country uh, are in that process do. And democracy has been lynching. Democracy has been oppression of women. Mm-hmm. Democracy has been um, people in financially responsible positions robbing people of their funds, like in 2008. Mm-hmm. So what democracy is, is uh, depends on whose ox is being gored, so to speak. It's a good concept, mm-hmm. uh, but it requires that people be knowledgeable about the country. 
And while people say, well, just study the Constitution and et cetera, and you have an idea of what's going on in a democracy, but the problem is the Constitution may have been overridden in part by the USA Patriot Act, one and two. Right. But how many people have read it and know what changes have been made in the Constitution that says that because in this era of terrorism, certain things uh, are not necessarily um, binding on us anymore? you got to have, you know, we have to pray, the prophet, peace be upon him, that so one of the things you should pray for from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is knowledge. Right. And how to call a spade a spade. We know that the first thing that Allah did when he made Adam the Khalifa right. was he gave him knowledge on how to name things, mm. how to call a spade a spade. Until we do that, until we have that knowledge so that it's useful for us, how can we ever hope to, to rise up out of oppression other than wait until the whole jig is up and Allah brings on the day of reckoning, but the, which is coming. Yes, and, and there is a certain amount of uh, there's a certain amount of engagement that is lacking, and that could be that could be termed as weakness. If we look at the national averages for for voter turnout, and and if if we're looking at they're under I think like thirty percent or under thirty percent. Um. And then to look at conditions that um, that that foster oppression or perpetuate uh, oppressive uh, realities for people, and to say that well these conditions might not exist, they they might be different if you were engaged, if we engage the uh, engage the system. So um, I, I once again I'm going back to your 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 point about just doing something as simple. It doesn't take a long time to. Uh, to pick up the phone, um, but much broader than that is the idea of of, of understanding or, or just having having a, a concept of what uh, influence looks like, what what the, the uh, of having concept of a reality where you are a uh, a healthy participant uh, in society. Um, but when I look at, like I said, when I look at voter turnout or our participation, civic engagement, things like that, it, it shows that some of this is, and I don't want to blame victims, but it shows that some of this is self, um, it's, it's kind of brought, it's, it's brought on by the, by the self. Yeah. When, so. you, when you're on Judgment Day standing before our Creator, whose record are you going to be judged by, mine or yours? Mm. You see, self-accountability. Um, I love the way that uh, Abdul Malik Mujahid is taking the, the, the effort to be so progressive and assertive in all of the initiatives that he has put sound vision on the course of course towards uh, your being a, a host on Radio Islam. I think it's a significant one of those initiatives. I, I admire what he has done, and I and I say, go, Abdul Malik, go. Go get them, guy. <laughs> but at the same time, I, as I look at my communities of African Americans, I say, okay, now you got a long road to hoe. Yeah. And the hard work isn't even on the horizon that we have to do. And as long as we continue to march, light candles, and pray that Jesus will come and solve the problem for us, mm -hmm. nothing is going to change. The work that we have to do Allah describes it this way, I, that Satan has made, uh, put you to hard tasks. Mm -hmm. He has liberated your women so that they are not protected. 
and he's making you made your man weak. How do you get out of that situation? It ain't an easy task, but until you do, you don't have nothing coming. Let me ask one one other uh, one other question. This being for those who have begun the fast, um, what this this month in particular is being is one that we're going to hear terms of of, of umma and, and let's come together. And a lot of it is is I mean, alhamdulillah, it's wonderful. The idea uh, it is wonderful, and I believe. What, what Allah says that this is, you know, there's healing in, in this month. Um, but my question, my, my question for you, my observation, uh, like your, your, your commentary, is that as we are such a diverse community uh, here in the United States uh, in, uh, specifically, and there has been such a, um, I don't want to overstate it, but there has been friction that has followed wherever folks are from uh, and whether we're here now three, four generations, you know, uh, in or not, but some of that, those, those, uh, those mindsets, mentalities uh, and, and prejudice, prejudices or biases have followed them here. And I'm not speaking just uh, as far as anti-black, right? But there are issues between Sunni and Shia. There are issues between, uh, just between different aspects of the community. There's this hatred. How do we be become the Muslims that Allah says that we are to be? Those who are able to stand up and 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 speak for truth and and and, and prohibit uh, the wrong. How do we become that community and get past the, the the biases, the hatred? How do we get past all of that? Because I think this is an ideal month to to focus on. Our community things. is tribal. Mm-hmm. The Arabs are for the Arabs, the South Asians are for the South Asians, et cetera, et cetera. African Americans have no standing because we aren't even we don't even rise to the level of a tribe because we are as diverse and broken apart as any group of those of them. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything to change the South Asians or the Arabs or the or the other Muslim groups. All we can do is focus on becoming a unified group ourselves as african-american muslims and from that and when we achieve that decades from now inshallah we can then if we have the resources and the strength make those movements and say those sounds and uh, to to bring things into line with the quran says but we have to follow the quran and that is only going to happen if we study it and make it our book, not what they say it says in Saudi Arabia, not what they say it says in Pakistan or Iraq or, or Afghanistan, but what it says to us as Muslims living in this country, Latinos, Europeans, and African Americans. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we have to look at the Muslim community outside of our group and look at the state that they are in. If they had the Quranic understanding necessary, would they be in the situation that they're in, as weak as they are, as fragmented as they are? Mm. If they're following the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad effectively, peace be upon him, mm. would they be in the situation that they're in? So if they have, are having difficulty finding leaders, imams and shayukh, who know what the Quran says rather than repeat what someone tells them, told them it says, and we follow them, how can we be successful? We have to 
make the book our own because Allah says the words of the Quran are an ocean. And what we've allowed some immigrants to do who come to us with long beards and beautiful Arabic accents, what we've allowed them to do is to tell us that that vast ocean is to be made into a man-made lake with tolls being issued for anybody who wants to get water from it. That's the challenge that confronts every Muslim group, especially as the African-American. Now, as a community that, um, that has, I guess we, we use the label uh, immigrant, right? But even within that, uh, as I was mentioning, you know, we have folks that have, this is all they know, right? So they are as Americanized as, uh, as, as anybody. Do you think that there is going to come a that there has to be a different uh, expression that will encompass or that can encompass that diversity even as the the, the separate groups um, look to restore their own vitality and, and relationship? I don't, I don't care what they do, really. I mean, I really don't. Um, what has to happen is we have to understand that people who, who have come to this country are coming with cultural understandings, mm-hmm. cultural conditionings that, that have been ingrained in them, mm-hmm. for good or for bad, right. depending on whether or not you're benefiting from it or being harmed by that cultural conditioning. We have to do what we can do to be who we say we are and defend that. Mm. When Greenwood neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma, was attacked by poor, unemployed Caucasians because African-Americans had become successful and were moving towards royal authority. Some of the African-Americans fought back, but many of them left the city in the state never to return. You can't get royal authority, and you can't become a, 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 a substantial people by running away from fights, be they intellectual, educational, philosophical. You have to gird your loins and take part and defend what you know you have to defend in order to become a viable community. Mm. And I wouldn't worry about being unified. All I want to do is have a a clique that I can hang out with and know that everybody in it is going to do their part. That's what Noah had on his boat. And Allah made sure that he only had people on that boat who were going to do who were going to stay the course. Mm -hmm. Find your own Noah's Ark and people you can hang out with and try to make it work. 